0: coffee do you have tea or coffee coffee good love coffee hello everyone welcome to the inner circle um, show or whatever we're going to call it this is the first one of many to come and i'm very excited to uh, present to you a gentleman that i met in the uk um, that inspired me and is just honestly a good dude uh, we went out to the bars had some drinks together so it's it's certified. He's a good dude. Um, welcome, Kevin Blackburn. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm not entirely sure what time it is over there, but it's...
0: It is. It's 6, 6 p.m. It's 2 a.m. for you, huh? It's,
1: yeah, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. And uh, you're at the
0: warehouse still?
1: Uh, I've come to the warehouse because the family's in bed and things, so um, right. I come here and uh, I don't make any noise then
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense. How can we um people can talk in the chat so if you guys have questions, feel free to ask in the chat, but I believe that people can request to to speak actually
1: uh, I believe so. we can see the
0: yeah the i don't I don't know what they're seeing on their end, but on my end, there's a hand icon that they can press I believe that would say a speaking request.
1: Um, I think so, yes.
0: So um, as you can see, Kev, Kev is in his um, warehouse right now, um, and he's in the UK from the United Kingdom. And he does mostly online arbitrage and has a really awesome business model that I'm quite envious of. And more importantly, um, I actually saw him present at the UK event that I was at. And I really like the fact that he was not only was his business on point, but that he was not focused on the business so much as he was focused on how the business serves him to achieve the lifestyle that he wants. Because a lot of people have good businesses and make good money, but all you ever hear them talk about is hustle, hustle, hustle. And re- the reality is, why, what the fuck do we hustle for? It's so that we can have the things we want in life so that we don't have to work so hard. So. Um, it's it's a refreshing perspective. Um, so why don't you um, give everyone um, an introduction about you, where you started, where you came from, where you're at now? I'm sure they would yeah. love to hear that.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's a uh, uh, hello, everyone. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, as Reezy just said, I, I met Reezy at the uh, the FBA Academy here in London, which was awesome to meet you finally. Um, but I started my journey started back in 2015. Um, I was an electrical engineer, and at the time, um, the the company that I was working for was basically saying that they're going through a difficulty, and we didn't know whether we had a job or not. And it was it was the actual the the time that really said to me, right, I've got to do something different. Is when we were called into a, a particular room one one afternoon, and uh, this the the owner of the company basically said that one of the plants would shut down uh, and it was a bit of a roll of the dice. So I was like, this is unacceptable. I just had a, uh, I got a six month year old at the time and I thought, right, I'm going to do something different. Um, So that's when I was introduced to flipping, when I was introduced to buying and selling. And initially I started on eBay, um, but I quickly realized that on eBay uh, for my current situation was not scalable because, I was working many hours as an electrical engineer, and I needed something that was a lot more scalable. So, hence, I found Amazon FBA. Um, but my goal was always to not not have another job. I didn't want to. Uh, I had massive ambitions that I could. Wow! As soon as I as soon as I made the first sale, I was like, "This is this is going to be huge." But I don't want to just quit my job and, and have another job. I always wanted a business. I always wanted I something –
0: really
1: sorry, but um, I always wanted uh, a business that would work for me. So basically we started um, – fast forward six months to the December of 2015. Uh, we'd scaled our business to uh, just over 36,000 pounds in in 30 days. So I thought – I come just, to – just,
0: uh, just sorry to interrupt you, but the conversion rate currently is about um, – 25 percent more for a pound per a dollar so if you uh it takes a dollar 25 to buy a pound and if you turn a pound back to a u.s dollars i think you get seven uh 75 or if you turn a dollar to pounds you only get 75 pence um vice versa
1: yeah so um i came to that crossroads me and kylie uh who's my partner in all this um we came to a crossroads do i do we quit our jobs or not and uh, we took the leap we cut our jobs and the 2016 started working for ourselves from home Uh, we quickly hired um, a physical employee to start helping us um, pack and and ship every single day we had virtual we started to recruit virtual assistants at this point as well Um, the second year uh, just to give you a quick snapshot of where i'm coming from the second year we i I basically outsourced about 50% of the business. So I was no longer sourcing. I was no longer purchasing. I was no longer shipping on my behalf. We just moved out into the warehouse as well. And I'd basically got to about um, 40% of me being in the business. And we actually got to about 63,000 in 30 days, the, the following Q4 and then fast forward another year. So this brings us to Q4 last year and completely out the business, um, I no longer uh, source, uh, purchase, ship, I don't control my uh, Amazon seller account, um, I don't check customer messages or feedback, I don't do any of that, we've got the business completely automated and uh, we reached just shy of £94,000 in in 30 days and that was from me and Kylie being able to spend time together, be... With the family I've got two children so that's what I want to do in this uh, this session with you guys I just share with you what's worked for me and hopefully um, share with you what I've done in terms of virtual assistance so it can free up your time because as Reezy said right at the beginning that's one of the things that I asked myself right at the beginning like what is my goal here my goal wasn't to um, I didn't want to just spend all day searching on websites as um, is, is great it is for, to work for yourself and no longer have a job, but I didn't want to sit there all day. I actually wanted to put systems in place so that all this happens. Um, so, looking uh, looking forward to chatting. I hope that brings everybody up to date.
0: Let's talk about what you do as far as your Amazon business on a day to day. Like what? How many actual hours do you spend working on the business that are integral?
1: Um, to tell you the truth probably something like half an hour um and and sometimes not even that Uh, and and that's what i'm going to share with you all all you guys in here today is i've put systems in place which allows me to manage the business so even if i do get myself involved it is because something's being highlighted to me in terms of our key performance indicators which i'll share a lot more about uh, in this call i'm sure um then I ask the right question for the person that's concerned. So we've got two two sides of the operations. We've got obviously our warehouse operations and we've got our virtual operations. Kylie, uh, my partner, she controls and manages the entire warehouse. So I'm no longer in here. She's now controlling everything in here. Um, with that comes a, we have weekly updates. We have daily updates that we, we share within the team. And then virtually I've got a, a virtual assistant Who's called Harry? Who I call my my virtual operations manager. He's my go-to virtually. So for me, in terms of what I do every day, if, for example, uh, in the at the end of every day, we we get reported how much we've purchased, how much we've shipped, um, have we had any issues, what the state of our seller central account is. If there's anything that's sort of highlighted as an issue, or let's say, for example, um, our goal is to ship five, six hundred units per day, but then we have a major issue in the warehouse where we only ship maybe 50 or or 100, then I what I do is I can I've got people in place now to ask the right questions. So that's what's allowed me to some days not really have to do anything when everything's looking good. But other days, if, for example, something does happen, I'm talking to the right person.
0: Right. So you're basically just making sure the wheels are turning. One of the smaller but kind of like easily achievable outsourced tasks that um, that that I that you do, that you spoke about first on your presentation in UK was um, hiring someone to manage your seller central account. How much could someone expect to pay for that per day? And, um, you know, what, how long does that take a VA or, because I think everybody like that's probably the first thing I'm going to do because even though, you know, I'm, I do almost a million dollars a year. I'm, I'm the one that manages the feedback and the customer service of our account. And so I, I have to check it all the time. And, you know, even when I was just on vacation in Europe for two weeks, I had to check it every 24 hours because I didn't want to get, you know, a customer service message over 24 hours. And it's stupid trivial because I have all the programmed template replies and every single time it's, where's my order? And me just go click this is FBA, you need to talk to Amazon, here's the link, click on it. Like That's the best part about FBA is that you don't have to do the customer service. Amazon does, but still, they want you to do it, so they make it easier customers to contact you. We all spend you know, a half hour, at least a day, managing our account and our feedback, and really, that would just be amazing to not have to deal with that.
1: Oh, i. I know, hundred percent, and that's why one of the thing, first things that I did was I outsourced all that. Because uh, to, to answer your question right up front, it's very, very inexpensive to have a virtual assistant um, work for you. You know, here in the the UK and the US, it's it's much more expensive to employ somebody. So, for example, I don't have somebody here at the office come in every day, and I don't I don't pay them per hour to sit here and manage our seller central account i have a team in india that does that because in india you can pay somebody as little as two dollars an hour three dollars an hour four dollars an hour and they will be able to you don't have to employ them full time you know you don't have to employ somebody for 40 hours a, a week or, or 30 hours a week or whatever you can just employ somebody for like half an hour a day or an hour a day um, so so, for I like mean, two
0: two dollars a day, you would never have to check your account again.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's you know, that's and,
0: amazing. What? Where did you? Where do you like to hire your assistants from? You said India, so I'm assuming it's not onlinejobs.ph.
1: No, I I hired on uh, Upwork.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All these all these little tasks. So for me, I always go going back to this the, the question of what are we doing this for, I I very quickly, like on the days I was out with the family or going on holiday or things like this, I didn't I mean you've just had a, a fantastic trip to Europe, Reezy. You know, you don't you want to be spending time with your family, you want to spend time with your you know, sightseeing, going to see the, the Eiffel Tower or sightseeing in London. You don't want to be at the back of your mind thinking I better check Amazon Seller Central to make sure that I haven't had a, a customer message that's going to go over the 24 hours. So for as little as you know, $2, $3, $4, depending on how, how much you want to spend, obviously, you can have somebody log in and feed back to you. And you've got all the templates there. That's all I did. I created all the templates, you know, referred to Amazon, uh, product description, whatever the situation, whatever the sort of frequently asked questions are, you can create templates for this. You can then go on Amazon and um, if you go to the settings and the user settings, you can just invite somebody in your team, which you can control what they can and can't see in your Amazon sales central account. You know, if you don't want them to see your sales or reports or um, sort of confidential information, you just put the setting that they don't see any of that.
0: I think that's really important because a lot of people think that they're handing over their Amazon credentials and that, oh, you know they're gonna get in there and they're gonna fuck it up, or they're gonna change it to their bank account. You know, like that's not gonna happen.
1: We're, we're dealing with Amazon, so Amazon, the you know the the reason why they're where they are is because they've thought about all this. You know, you as the primary owner of your account, you're the only one with your email address. You're the only one that can ac- have access to the settings that really matter, like your bank account. Uh, you know your, your your business information and and all these things that are critical for the, the safety of your account and the safety of your business nobody sees that apart from you what you can control you can control like the what virtual assistants or team members can and can't see so for example our processor here in the warehouse she doesn't need to see all our reports and sales and things so all she sees is our ability to create shipments. Because that's all she needs to see. So it's very, Amazon make this really, really straightforward. It's, um, um, it, it is very, very straightforward to do. I don't expect anybody to be able to read my mind. So I'm very, very clear in the procedures that I write and record screen captures on exactly what it is that I want them to do. Uh, so there's no vague, um, is this right? Is that wrong? No going back and forth through emails and, and messages and things. It's like I create a video, I create a, um, a pdf uh, a document which is step by step do this screenshot arrow uh, do that and then there's the outcome at the end of it um right I think that is really really important
0: you don't even know what you're buying unless you happen to show up at the warehouse and see it or maybe you check your sales and you saw what the item was um how does that work out
1: yeah it's a, it's a when you put it like that, it is a bit of a—it's uh, a funny thing. It's a funny thing where it's like I don't even know what I'm selling. You know that is—it's a—it's a great thing. Um, but I think Carl just basically said there uh, one of his questions was, "Can you talk about the early days?" Um, I think the early days is—is is the most critical things. I did specific things in a specific order, which allowed me to get to the point I am today. And one of the initially before I when I was just starting. I was just manually sourcing everything myself. I, at the time, there was no tactical arbitrage, not not that I was aware of. I didn't know about tactical arbitrage. I was simply doing, um, I initially did a little bit of retail arbitrage and I was doing just manual copy and paste. I was going to uh, Disney and here in the UK, Asda and, and, and Argos, and I was just going uh, copy-paste every night myself. And I quickly realized that um, with me, the, the position that I had as an electrical engineer, I'd work sort of, sometimes I'd be working 10, 12 hours a day. One of my major bottlenecks, which we all experience is time. So I immediately started to think, well, how can I free up my time? Cause I can't get home at 6 PM. Uh, I've got a, a young daughter. Um, I can't then spend all night copy and pasting, trying to find products. This was the first thing that I thought, I thought about. I need to outsource sourcing. I need to get somebody in to help me doing sourcing because sourcing is the most time-consuming task. Um, so that's one of the exercises that I'll share with all you guys, um, like, straight away. What you can do is, is sort of hierarch all all the tasks that you're doing in terms of what is taking you the, the most time. That's exactly what I did. The thing that was taking me the most time was sourcing, you know, spending every night hours upon hours of, of sourcing products for us to ship to amazon i i I thought i've got to get somebody else in here so i I hired my first virtual system to to source for toys and games on my behalf and the way it worked out was because she's in the philippines i would go to work and um, i'd I'd be at work for 8 a.m and she would have a report sent to me of 10 items that she's found online that are um, using
0: tactical arbitrage or not
1: she she was not using tactical arbitrage at that point. She was just doing just exactly what I was doing. I was just copying and pasting. I was doing uh, what I was doing. I was asking her to do go to clearance sections, go to uh, any website because uh, at the time I just didn't have any type of structure or strategy behind anything. I was just can you search for toys and games because at the time I wasn't un, I was I was un, I was restricted in like groceries and uh, health and personal care and beauty. I couldn't sell any of that stuff. So I got my first virtual assistant. Um, just sourcing toys and games. And because she's in the Philippines, it's like eight to 10 hours ahead of our time. Um, by the time it got to sort of 10 a.m. UK time, she would send me a list of 10 products for me to review. Am I going to buy this? Am I not going to buy this? And um, through a process of training, through a process of back and forth, writing procedures, look out for this, criterias, you know, make sure that it is um, a specific product profit or, or margin or uh, a number of sales per month by 10 a.m. I'd have 10 products I would then review those products um, on my dinner time I'd get to because uh, I was I was maybe being a bit cheeky at work because I was at the lap, I was at, I was at the computer I had the opportunity to quickly check these products while I was there at work um, and then at dinner time instead of having sort of a, a, a dinner I'd go home and I would purchase those products. And at the same time, because if you imagine that cycle, Monday through till Friday, every day I was sort of getting products, 10 items. I would review those products. I'd maybe buy, I don't know, five, six, seven of those items. We would then get those items delivered to Kylie at home. She would be creating a shipment for us. So I would be going home and buying new products while she's shipped products. And then I would drop them off at the UPS center. That sort of that cycle went on for a good two two to three months of me just trying to purchase everything that I could, and I quickly I started to think um, in criteria that using um, I guess using my engineering background because I was like uh, in engineering everything has to be criteria systems and things I wanted to basically come up with a criteria of where am I looking to expand my business? How do I grow my business? How do I know what what area to improve in my business? And that's where I came up with the major bottlenecks for all of us. You know, time, space, money, um, products. All these areas that are bottlenecks for us, um, if you know what your bottleneck is, you can then overcome the bottleneck. So, for example, my bottleneck, after I'd got a, a virtual assistant in, was no longer products, uh, no longer uh, money, uh, because uh, what was essentially happening was I was getting um, I was getting products sent to me, and I'd purchase those products, but I'd need more, I'd need more products, I'd, I'd want more products, so I, I hired the second virtual assistant. So instead of having ten products sent to me per day, I would have twenty products sent to me per day, and um, I was that's basically the cycle that I was going to. Uh-
0: and what are your daily reports looking like that you get from all your different employees?
1: Yeah, so um, initially I used to use email, which is terrible, um, but now we use Slack. If you've not heard of Slack, it's completely free. Uh, Slack communication—it's called. It's uh, you can you can have an app on your phone, you can have a, a, it's a web browser on on your Mac, or I'm not entirely sure what it's like for Windows, but on Mac you've got an, an app there as well. Basically, what this 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 Slack communication allows you to do is it allows you to create um, channels within your team and it allows you to uh, set the the sort of restrictions for those channels as well. So for example, if you wanted a, a team member not to see your management chat, you can restrict them from seeing that. So what we basically did initially when we first started Slack, we had everybody in one channel and it was getting a bit chaos. It was like we had a... a Sources sending their reports to reviewers and team leaders and we had everything in there So what I did is I simply just uh, I I split up everything. So we've now got a warehouse channel We've got a a management channel. We've got a purchasing channel. We've got an admin channel We've got a tactical arbitrage channel. We've got feedback for the virtual assistance channel and Basically the person that's the owner of that channel. So let's say our purchaser um He's in that channel. That's his channel, and that's where I'll get my daily report. So, uh, for example, Purchaser, it will be how much we've spent, how many units was that, how many ASINs was that, um, what our Repricer Express uh, uh, to be set, min's and maxes that number is. So, um, again, I'm not entirely sure how familiar you guys are with Repricer Express. You basically set the… Not
0: not at all, but it's all similar, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all pretty similar.
1: I know a lot of people have um, issues with, uh, not issues, I'm talking personally myself, one of my biggest barriers was, how can somebody purchase on my behalf? Like, what happens if they commit fraud? What if they take my money? What if they... Can you
0: you bring it back a little bit? I think we lost you for like 20 seconds. Sorry, can you hear me? Yes, we lost you for 20 seconds.
1: Okay, uh, did you did you hear the part about the the PayPal and?
0: Yes, yeah. you were talking about why do I have to click the button, and then you were talking about the same concept you went through when you were purchasing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so purchasing uh, one of the, the the big the big drawbacks or the the big um, issue that we have is like, can somebody really purchase on your behalf? Like, that's that's a mental barrier to overcome, it's an emotional barrier to overcome, and I'm only talking personally my, from my personal experience, having a virtual assistant from India purchase on my behalf that was scary for me too. And, um, but when you think about it and this is exactly the process that I did I, I, I thought about all scenarios, what if that virtual assistant commits fraud um, what if he takes my, like, my credit card and he just he just maxes my credit card well i could just i'm covered by that cuz i can go directly to the credit card provider and i could say to them this wasn't me this is fraud um cancel my account and they'll just reimburse you they'll they'll cancel it and then you don't want that virtual assistant working for you anyway so in in i guess in in the sort of silver lining to that was if somebody's going to commit fraud to you and take your money you don't want that person working for you anyway so that straight away i was like well Nobody's ever going to be able to purchase something from India that I'm not aware of because I've, we've got bank statements, we've got you know got statements coming in. We use uh, um, an accounting tool called Sage One as well, so every single transaction needs to be uh, is verified and assigned to what it is. So even if let's say somebody in India did spend whatever amount and and decides to buy themselves uh, a palace somewhere, um yeah I would know that straight away. Um, so that was the first limiting belief that I sort of overcome. I was like, that's okay. Then it was, well, what happens if they buy the wrong stuff, which is a legitimate thing. Like the worst case scenario is you purchase, you know, 30,000 pounds worth of stock. That is all wrong. You, you're in deep shit. Um, but if you think about it, you can get your virtual assistant to create a basket on your behalf and then verify that. And then you can go in and verify that basket before that purchase is even made. So yeah, and you, when you say
0: basket, you mean a shopping cart, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We call it baskets here in the UK, a shopping yeah. cart.
0: Yeah. 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 We got it in a buggy.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> if, so if, if let's say uh, this is exactly what I did with Harry, Harry would create the, the baskets, the shopping carts on my behalf. I, he would then say the, the, the shopping cart is, is being done. Because what used to happen is he used to send me this list of, um, you know, I would purchase 15 of these products and 10 of these products or whatever. And, and then, then you'd I have would, to do it. Yeah, I would have to do it. And I thought to myself, well, why didn't he just do that? He he can sign into our account. He can he can upload all the product and, and create the baskets for me. And then if I just go in and verify and click the order button, great. So after sort of a, a period of time of learning, like, Yet we both agree. I would purchase this, and what you're saying is 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 accurate. Then I thought, well, why didn't he just purchase? Why didn't he just click the the the, the buy now button? Um, right. And to the point now, even thinking about it, even if we purchased the wrong product, let's say for whatever reason, uh, let's say you tested this for the first time in your business and you was like, oh, I'm not too sure about this, but here you go, you can purchase on our behalf. You could just go verify that like it can come up at your it can turn up at your house or your warehouse or whatever and you can just go you've actually purchased all these wrong that's a major lesson to learn in, in your team development and then you, and just you can return just return it, back it. To store, and you just return it and get your money back so initially all the because what was happening for me in that period of 2016 um I'd, I'd got the the baskets being created and i was telling harry all the time like this is great well done this is you you right basket, correct quantities, we're all happy. And what was happening was he would send me a message saying, all these baskets now need purchasing. But me, being the bottleneck of my business, I would maybe be out at dinner or I'd want a day off or or whatever the case is. Maybe I wouldn't even get to the basket until the, the following day. And something may now have gone out of stock. Something may have now not available or whatever So it was me that was actually holding my business back. So what I did was, okay, you can now purchase. So those first couple of things of uh, first couple of orders that Harry made, I would then go, okay, let's just check this over. We're all good. Uh, Or these aren't good. Let's return them. This is the reason why they're not good. And then literally over a space of a month, our sort of purchasing pretty much doubled because of me letting go of, of, and, and, and also. Go Go ahead. Also, and 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 also the the emotional factor of us as business owners, we can limit ourselves. So let's say, for example, this is again. I'm just telling you my honest um, my honest process of what I went through. Um, if, for example, this item, you should be purchasing twenty of these items because it's a it's a red hot winner, and you will sell all these in the next month. Me being all emotionally attached to my money, I would go. I'm only going to buy three, just in case something happens. You know, just just in case. I don't know what could but happen. Harry, Harry, this,
0: Harry would buy six or nine.
1: Harry would just go. I'm just going to buy ten of these, and he's not because he wants to grow. He's not emotionally connected to the money. He's not like. Yep. Uh, I, I was holding my business down, and um, right. So, anything that you I, guys I really, just
0: um, to, to just to highlight that concept real quick. I love that. I love the concept of you are the bottleneck, right? Because everyone thinks the exact opposite. They think they are the reason every, they're the reason that the, that the liquid is flowing. You know, they're the reason Mm -hmm. that the bank account is filling up with money that you're the reason everything good from your business. That's you. You're doing it. You're good and blah, 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 which is why we get to that emotional state of not wanting to let go of the reins at all because. We think everything that's related to us as humans and that blinds us to understanding the fact of how it can be systemized. And when the reality of it is so much of it is you just clicking a button, like that's me Mm -hmm. simplifying it, but almost everything is you just clicking a button. And if it's you clicking a button, why are you doing it? And even why, why would you even have local physical employees doing it? I promise you I'm committed and you will see that within the next 30 days, I will no longer be checking my Seller Central for feedback and customer service messages and I will I'll let you know when it happens but I promise you it will happen in the next 30 days and also maybe the same person I'll get to list the products that um my employees are purchasing anyways and hopefully they're not purchasing them soon they'll just be packing like your guys are mm-hmm. but I'm committing to that. I don't know if anyone else wants to commit to anything, um, but I will keep you updated on that, Kevin. I really, I really, really appreciate having you um, as a friend, meeting you um, in the UK, and just having you here with the inner circle to help all my guys out. I really, really appreciate. It. Especially, it's three in the morning.
1: Like, yeah, oh, mate, amazing. Thank you very much. I really. What makes me feel successful is when somebody says to me. I've just freed up an hour of my time and now I'm taking my kids to school. That's my definition of like wow, I've now yep. become a bit more successful. Um on my YouTube channel, you guys, if you wanna if you wanna subscribe to my YouTube channel, I've I've literally got a videos coming out every single day. Um we've got some over seven hundred videos now.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Kev. Um I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay, man?
1: Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate Have you guys.
0: Day. Or a great motivation. night, I guess. We will take massive action. Bye, Kev.
1: Take care, mate.